So you've got a podcast or an idea for a podcast or no ideas yet, but you want to start a podcast. Whatever stage you're at, G Media Solutions is here to help you take your podcast to the next level. We are a podcast production company based in Atlanta that specializes in audio recording, video live streaming, and all the elements you need to make your podcast thrive. To fulfill your podcast needs, contact us on Facebook and or Instagram at G Media ATL. Before the start of this episode, I wanted to tell you about another podcast that I am producing for my friend Aisha. It's called the Botanica Podcast. I wonder what she thinks of that pronunciation. But anyway, <laughs> uh, here's a trailer for the podcast. You can subscribe to it uh, anywhere you get your podcast, just like ours. Here it is. Welcome to the Botanica Podcast. This is your host, Aisha. Listen in as we discuss topics like love, health, sex, relationships, and even alternative medicine. We stream live every Sunday at 8 on Facebook. Listen to the Botanica Podcast on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget to stop by our Botanica every Sunday. We have a lot to share. There's another podcast I want to tell you guys about. It's called The Barber and the Bartender. There's a barber, there's a bartender, and they talk about pop culture, sports, music. And of course, because one of them is a bartender, there's going to be a drink of the day and he'll give you a little history on different libations. So uh, tune into The Barber and the Bartender on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. They're on Facebook. Here's the trailer for their podcast. Come to my chair, you catch a fade or get a taste. This shit gonna hurt tomorrow. Mm-mm. But it tastes good today. It's gonna hurt right now. I'm at the bar mixing up drinks and conversation. Yeah, no, I'm just a part-time dirtbag. Don't do that. You're a superstar. Yeah, we the ones you talk to and we your favorite. I'm a barber. You know what I'm saying? Niggas put it got their permanent hair, I know. You know what I'm saying? I just said that's like, my I, hero. You gonna hold it on the perm? First of all, niggas that have nappy hair, put permanent <laughs> hair, have baby hair. It's the barber and the bartender, the best podcast in the nation. Man, I have more energy. Hey, you're done. You're done. You're done. By the time you hear this podcast, you'll give out awards yourself just because. I want music. I do.
welcome to By the Time You Hear This Podcast. And I muted that way too fast. <laughs> I'm Greg. I'm Ben. And welcome to another episode. And yeah, that was too fast again, but y'all get the, y'all get the point. Um, <laughs> welcome to another episode. And uh, this is episode 192. Uh, thank you to everyone who's listened so far. We only took two weeks off this time instead <laughs> of two months. And... Um, we uh, we are giving out our end of the year awards. There's Ben on the screen right there, <gasps> <laughs> and uh, we have a guest. Um, wasn't able to get in contact with our podcast cousin Brandon, um, who's who's been our guest for the last two ceremonies. Uh, but we do have a returning guest. She's been on here a few times before, and uh, just recorded her podcast, <laughs> Botanica Podcast, uh, right before this. <laughs> And, pulling uh, double duty. Yeah, pulling <laughs> double duty tonight. We have Aisha. What's going on, Aisha? Hello, hello. <laughs> All is well. Awesome, awesome. Thank you for joining us. Absolutely. Um, as we do this speed run uh, through <laughs> our awards. Um, so we'll get to some music news, and I didn't tell Ben any of the news topics we might be covering, but um, we'll do just a couple of them. Um. On Aisha's podcast, I got uh, Rihanna will be performing halftime at the Super Bowl. Exciting. And we can call so her excited. Academy Award nominee, yeah. Rihanna. Yes. Uh, for her song, Lift Me Up, uh, nominated for Best Original Song, co-written with Thames. Congrats. Uh, Ryan Coogler, the director of Black Panther and uh, Wakanda Forever, and Ludwig Göransson, uh, who did the score, and he won an Oscar for doing the score for the first Black Panther movie. And for those who are uh, deep into his career, he is known for being uh, Childish Gambino's primary producer. Yeah. Ah, oh, wow. This is Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis, basically. Oh, yeah. Awesome. His check-in off of you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so he's. Uh, so those are the four that have been nominated for for that song. Um, and I wanted to pull up. Okay, so here are the nominees this year, along with that. So we talked about in our last episode the. Uh, Natu Natu from the uh, the film RRR. Very um, interesting song as well. <laughs> uh, that won the Golden Globe for Best Original Song. It is nominated for the uh, for an Oscar. Um, this is a life um, from everything, everything, everywhere, all at once. Great movie. Oh, amazing! I have not oh, seen it. Loved it. Uh, Come over. <laughs> I'll watch it again. It's really, really, really good. And you have to pay attention. I was blown away. Yeah. So it is uh, co-written by David Byrne from Talking Heads. Oh, snap. And Mitzi. And, Did... uh, yeah, Mitski And Ryan Lott from the band Sun Lux. Nice. Uh, we have um, Applause, written by the Diane Warren. <laughs> this is her new career. Uh, she's been nominated like at least six times, has not won. So it might be, this might be the year for her. Okay. Fingers crossed. Um, so from the movie uh, Tell It Like a Woman, which is um, uh, a feminist anthology film. That's how it's been described. Okay. Um, and the song Hold My Hand from Top Gun Maverick, co written by Blood Pop and Lady Gaga. Yeah, I was hoping this was a cover of the Hootie song, but... No. Uh, Lady Gaga has won in this category previously Mm -hmm. for the song... um, What was the song from Star is Born? Um, The song she did with Bradley Cooper? Yeah. Yeah. Tell me something, girl. 
Yeah. I can't think of the name of it, but I know what you're yeah. talking about. And everyone who's listening should don't know what we're oh, talking wait, about. I can, I'm looking at the shallow. Shallow. It shallow, was a shallow. big hit. Yeah. yeah. So she she's won in this category before. Um, everyone else has not. I'm pulling for <laughs> Diane Warren. She's one of the reasons I got into music writing yes. and everything. So. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Um. So we uh, we talked a little bit more a little bit previously about um, Ticketmaster. Uh, the evil empire. <laughs> oh, <gosh. laughs> and on Aisha's podcast, we're talking about uh, Beyonce is apparently going to announce a tour tomorrow yes, as of this recording. This is a big, big deal. Oh. And tickets could be $1,000 for the nosebleeds. That's what they're saying. It's going to start at 1000 Yikes. And uh, I was telling uh, Kendrick and Dwayne, you got to beat the bots. <laughs> To these tickets, they're gonna end this up on insane. A thousand dollars for nosebleeds? It, I'm just guessing. I that's mean, insane. That was, that was the that's the talks. Those are Eagles prices. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this is true. Like, I mean, not trying to get the beehive to come for me, but like, those are like Eagles, Stevie Wonder, like someone who's been there, done that. This might be the last time I ever tour. Prices, right. oh, you know? Yeah, exactly. Agreed. Beyonce's still in her prime. Like, that's crazy. I know. Well, it's saying that it's important to beat the bots because even when when Taylor Swift's uh, also Eagles up, prices, <laughs> same kind of prices, and someone, some TikToker, Instagram influencer paid ten thousand dollars. Crazy, what? and I'm not sure they got their money back <laughs> for a ticket for one ticket. Yeah, that's a car. That that's is a, that's a car. What that's about, a like, whole car. Mm-hmm. About, like the bots came and come and scoop them all up. Put them up on sale on StubHub or any of these other pri- other sites, and charge a thousand percent more. Oh yeah, no. Mm-mm. What would speak louder than anything is empty arenas. Oh yeah. Just don't go. Absolutely. Just don't, don't go. Just don't involve yourself. Their egos could not take it. Oh, they would be crushed. <laughs> yeah. They, mm. Like, why is it echoing in here? In here? In yeah. here? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I saw a story that. Uh, Ticketmaster plans to blame Taylor Swift for all these okay, issues. Okay, why would you do that? <laughs> why is Taylor always getting blamed? What is going on? Why would you blame her for that? Because her fans had the her fans had the gall to do what Pearl Jam did twenty plus years ago and try to fight Ticketmaster. Pearl Jam tried to tell us that's the funniest thing in this. Those videos keep coming up. Pearl Jam was right. Pearl Jam tried to do this. Yada yada yada. Um, but no one knows who Eddie Vedder is. So Taylor Swift is an easy target. Mm. They so, probably think she won't fight back too. Now mm. that was an article I saw like on our last episode that we didn't get to. They have since apologized. Okay. Um. So uh, the president of Live Nation said we need to do better, and we will. Uh, a bot attack was responsible for a terrible consumer <laughs> experience. Like I said, like the bot scooped scooped them all up. Yeah. I knew this was going to happen. And uh, there's been, they've been called to Congress to testify in Congress. Um, and Ticketmaster, as I said here, is responsible for 70% of ticket sales in wow. the U.S. I'm telling you, man, it wasn't enough when they were buying Jordans mm. with bots. It wasn't <laughs> enough when they were buying PS5s. Nobody has but PS5. don't come for the Swifties. Oh, yeah. Like, don't come for them. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it took to get them in. It took me so long to get a PS5. But, like, Taylor Swift fans, Congress. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. They're, ser- they're diehard. It is crazy. Like, that's, wow. Thank you. Diehard fans. 
thank you, I guess. If I ever meet her, thank you, you know? Um, another thing we want to get to real quick. Like I said, it's a speed run episode. Um, so we talked about how artists have been selling the rights to their music. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the last one we talked about, Future sold his up to from to whatever the beginning of his career up to 2021 sold the rights for that catalog for $75 million. Mm. Um, so Justin Bieber has sold the rights to his entire catalog. Uh, and it ranks as one of the biggest deals ever for an artist under the age of 70. While terms were not disclosed, Billboard reported that the price tag was around $200 million. What? Okay, Justin. Uh, yeah. Get that money. What's the... So, I guess what he's giving up is... Cause it's not a writer, unless he somehow got publishing. Yeah. He had to get publishing. So, so like, it. his... I'm like, is he giving up his mechanical royalties? But I don't know. That's his the, likeness. I'm just trying to figure out what he's giving up here. $200 million? Um, It's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. It's, or, I, or, or I don't know how... If he, he might not get the whole $200 million. He'll get a percentage of that. Scooter Braun. <laughs> 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 Hold on. Wait, so, Scooter... I bet you Scooter Braun probably convinced him to do it. After seeing what Taylor Swift got... What he got for Taylor Swift's catalog. He was like, oh, was like, bruh. Yeah. yeah. It's a no-brainer. Do this, Justin. <laughs> Um, so, uh, they, like I said, they, uh, one of the biggest, uh, catalog purchases, Bruce Springsteen sold his masters and publishing rights for 500 million, Bob Dylan for 300 million. Mm. And, uh, John Legend and Iggy Azalea are making, uh, what is Iggy Azalea's catalog worth? That's... Um, what? Five dollars? <laughs> what are we talking that's about? That's a little high. That's a little high. Five dollars <laughs> and a ticket back to New Zealand. Like, like, that's a little high. And she must not have made that much because that's why she's on OnlyFans now. Whoa. Stop it! Is she really? Whoa! She is really on OnlyFans. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bombs yeah. dropped. Wait, what? Yeah, I feel like that's an insult, but it's true. So it's but not an insult. Had, and yeah, and she just had a kid, didn't she? She just had a baby. Oh, I don't know. Wow. Maybe that's why she's on there. <laughs> Like, I got to figure out something. <laughs> she didn't. T.I. signed it to a predatory deal and, you know. I got to figure it out some way. Let's get on OnlyFans. That's horrible. Okay, so, whatever. Um, Iggy. Apparently, it's doing well, uh, I guess. Oh, okay. Like, she made, like, half a million in less than 24 hours. Wow. What, this, uh, what does Nick Young think of this? Uh, that, yeah. Has he said anything? If he's where I think he is, which is playing basketball uh, somewhere in Asia, he probably doesn't know. I was going to say. <laughs> he probably doesn't know. Or is he cares. all like, I hit it first? Like. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so sad. So, uh, yeah, that's what's been going on in, in music news that has stuck out to me. Well, that um, sucks. I did see that... Um, there are there was an article about uh, Aretha the Aretha Franklin song uh, oh "Natural my Woman" gosh. that um, some people were saying like there's no such thing or it's uh, discriminatory against non-binary. Sure, yeah, uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
like we're the violins. Like let's play them. We have nothing better to do. Like let's play the violins. I'm just over it. I'm tired. I'm tired. (laughs) When you run out of things to cancel in 2023. I'm tired. What do you do? You get in your DeLorean. Right. (laughs) And you go back to like 19 whatever. Exactly. Like this is this is when people go on the Twitter way back machine. Yeah. On Times a Million. Yeah. Like, or no, they'll go back into somebody's tweets. Oh, he said this, you know, 15 years ago. Uh, yeah, he was like 12. He should have had a Twitter <laughs> to begin in with. In the first place. <laughs> Thought he was 12. <laughs> so, he was I mean, 12. we should have expected this, though, because I swear TikTokers be trying to cancel Abraham Lincoln. Yeah. Like, he, you know, he freed the slaves, but not because he wanted to, but because, like, he had, like, okay, but do we care? Yeah. How long ago was that? What are we gonna do? Is, is that like, why the penny's worthless now? I don't because know. Because TikTokers can't. Maybe they can, they came for honest Abe. Like he ain't so honest. Like it's insane. Like I just don't understand it. Like it's just let's stop. Tar- tarnishing yeah. someone like Aretha Franklin's legacy. Let's let's stop. Let's cut yeah. it out. I I just think it's part of like we talked about in the last episode the the main character mindset and absolutely i think people have i think there's a lot of people have a lot of anger Mm -hmm. about something totally unrelated to aretha franklin (laughs) right exactly but they need to find a target yeah you know something or something that's easy where like okay aretha can't can't defend herself yeah she really can't yeah that's (laughs) that's the sad part she can't defend herself god rest her soul like it's messed up yeah um so that's uh, I read about that. And also another, uh, just a funny story. Uh, Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon turns 50 this year. Oh, okay. snap, really? Nice. And they made on Pink Floyd's, on their on their Twitter, they made like a special 50-year oh, yeah. logo. I did know this. Uh-huh. Now, yeah. for people who know the, the mm. cover, it's a triangle and like. It's a prism. The prism mm-hmm. going through it. Yeah. Or ra- rainbow colors for those who don't. Yeah. <laughs> but, what a prism is. But a prism uh-huh. on the cover. Uh-huh. So for the 50th anniversary, they put like a 50, and then had the prism going through the 50 or uh-huh. circling the 50. Uh-huh. And so a lot of Pink Floyd fans, quote unquote, are talking about how um, they're not going to listen to Pink Floyd okay. anymore because they're they're extra woke. And this is part of the woke and LBGTQ agenda. I'm like, it, it it's, I don't em- know what the cover looks like. I was embarrassed <laughs> for them. Like, how can you be a Pink Floyd fan and not realize, and I'll show you, this is what the cover looks like, by the way. It looks just like that. Like the thing, the rainbow going. So it's not like. So it's like their old stuff. Yeah. But not. So they just took the 50 and made it a rainbow to commemorate, commemorate that. And so people are like, oh, they're being woke. And it's like, no, it is literally the cover. Yeah. It's like, why don't they always have, like, what? I just feel like this culture sometimes is just so brain dead to certain things. Yeah, there's no critical thinking. Not at all. They took it out of schools, right? Yeah. It's too hard. It could not be taught in school. I got to use my brain. (laughs) I have to think for myself. I do say that is sad, though, because I have a lot of people come in when I was hiring for entry-level stuff can't critical think they just can't mm. they just they just they don't know how you but know? if you think about it when we were in school problem solving yeah that was a thing for all of us mm-hmm. these kids don't have that nowadays yeah i saw a story that um in florida they uh students are suing the state the department of education that is 
uh, for rejecting AP African American studies yeah. classes. Yeah, that was hilarious. Uh, because what's going on? The governor is so afraid of critical race theory. Like you're so afraid of it, but you don't even understand what it is. Just threw the whole baby away. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's that's just what he did. He just threw the whole. He was just like, it's like, uh, it could be this, it could be that. Yeah. You know what? Just let's just not teach about black people. In, right. in period. Like. What about through the regular curriculum? Uh, let's just, I don't want to risk it. I don't want to risk it. Like, and, he said, I, I don't want to risk it. <laughs> like I told you in school, when I was in school, as far as like U.S. history, we spent what now amounts to way too much time on like the Revolutionary War and the mm-hmm. Civil War. Oh, yeah. yeah. By the time we get to World War One and the Civil Rights Movement, it's the last week of school. Yeah. yeah. And exhausted from it all. At that point, you, you're lucky if you make it to the Holocaust. Like, yeah, just, yeah. you know, if it's like uh, it happened and it's a thing, and oh, there goes that's our time. Yeah. All right, guys, get to sixth grade. Have a good summer. <laughs> Have a good summer. I think I, I really think one time my teacher was like, "Watch Schindler's List." That's it. Yeah, and not understanding. Like, I was in fifth I grade. I actually, watched that. I think I was in like. I might have been in ninth grade watching Schindler's Yeah, I was in fifth grade, and she said, like watch in, it as a... I was in sixth grade, too. I was yeah. just, like, wanting to watch it. Did you have to sign a, get a permission slip signed? No, no, because my teacher was irresponsible, and my parents didn't really know what it was, so we went and rented it, and they let me watch it by myself. So there was no adult there to explain, like, what's happening. <laughs> I'm just seeing people get shot, herded into the, in the camps. I'm just, like, sitting on the couch, like, we're going to see Street Fighter tonight, right? <laughs> I had no clue. I did not understand that movie until I was a senior in high school, and I was able to watch it with other people my age, and they explained like, "Yeah, bro, this was a this was bad." Yeah, I, I do. I remember watching Schindler's List in high school, and another movie that would have been for social studies class that probably too young to watch at the time. Watch Mississippi Burning. Whoa. Okay. That's super heavy. Okay. <laughs> How old were we? Just watching these scarring movies, man. It's Jesus. okay. Didn't have to get a permission slip side, but I was not ready for that. I mean, who is? Oh, man. Um, so uh, before we get to the charts, we have a segment. I don't know if you've been here for this segment. I used to have one called the cover song of the week. <clears throat> okay. So, yeah, I was here. I have. Okay. I remember. So uh, this episode, it's been selection. So tell us about it. This one blew me away the first time I heard it. That's all I'll say. This is <laughs> it's "Careless Whisper" by Seether. It's just so good. Like the first time I heard it, I think I, I was just like, "Oh God, I can't believe I did it!" Because um, I love Seether and I love this song, and I love Seether doing this song. So yeah. all right, so we're gonna play a little bit of that. "Careless Whisper," originally by Wham. Well, Wham featuring George Michael, even though he's already in. Anyway. Wow, nice. This is Seether's version of it. We'll be right back.
And per our rules with the cover song of the week, we only go through the first verse. So that is uh, Careless Whisper by Seether. Um, still no playlist for this segment. Maybe one day. I would suggest people go listen to that. It has a really nice breakdown at the end. Nice. Yeah. Uh, bef- I loved it. Before we get to the uh, charts, real quick, there's a, uh, a Michael Jackson biopic in the works Another being directed one. by Antoine Fuqua. Okay. Antoine Fuqua, who directed uh, Training Day and um, I believe he <clears throat> did End of Watch. Uh, and there was some like medieval movie that I'm surprised it had a black director because there were no other black people in it. But Michael Jackson is going to be played by his nephew, Jafar. Yes, uh, like like the Aladdin character. I cannot. <laughs> I, cannot. Uh, I believe he is uh, Jermaine's son. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've seen that. Uh, he, he could pull it off. He resembles yeah. him as a yeah. young Michael. Yeah. We'll see how it looks, how, how it goes. So he's already um, working on the dance moves, all that stuff, all the character <clears throat> development. So Keep it in the family. We'll probably see that in the next two years. Okay. We'll see that movie. Um, and it's not the first, well, I guess with the miniseries, uh, Jermaine Jackson Jr. played Jermaine, played mm-hmm. young Jermaine. Um, I think he might have been the only like actual Jackson <laughs> in the in the miniseries. So uh, it's not um, it's not a new thing, but I mean it, it's nice to. Uh, I mean it's not like his own son could have played him. <laughs> Neither okay. of Michael's sons could you know have played what? him. Okay. <laughs> I can't. I can't. <laughs> we couldn't have gotten any of them to play. Play their dad. Maybe let me one. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. Come All right. Here. We'll get to the charts here. Okay. So Billboard <clears throat> Hot 100. I have not heard this song, but number one, it debuted at number it's one. So good. Flowers by Miley Cyrus. It's so good. Number two, Kill Bill by SZA. Also oh, good. Number three, Antihero by Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm lukewarm on her new stuff. Um, number four, uh, Creepin' by Metro Boomin featuring The Weeknd and 21 Savage, which basically samples uh, I Don't Want to Know by Mario Winans, which sampled uh, <laughs> the song by Inya. Yeah, it's so, I didn't realize, like, it's a almost damn near a cover. Mm-hmm. Like, he don't change up nothing, really. I was like, y'all, when I heard that beat the first time, I was like, what am I even listening to? (laughs) Like, what is this? (laughs) Uh, Number five, Unholy by Sam Smith and Kim Petras. Number six, I'm Blue, I'm Good, parenthesis, Blue. Gotcha. (laughs) By David Guetta and BB Rexa, which samples the Eiffel 65 song. Uh, Number seven, Die for You by The Weeknd. Number eight, Rich Flex by Drake and 21 Savage. Number nine, As It Was by Harry Styles. <clears throat> and number 10, Golden Hour by JVKE. I think it's, I believe it's pronounced Jake. Oh, oh, stylized Jake. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, let's look at the Billboard 200. These are the albums. Number one, still number one for the last seven weeks. SOS by SZA. Mm-hmm. 
Number two, Midnights by Taylor Swift. Number three, debuting at number three, Mansion Music by Trippy Red. Debuting at number four, The Mockingbird and the Crow by Hardy. Number five, Heroes and Villains by Metro Boomin. Number six, Her Lost by Draco 21 Savage. Number seven, Un Verano Sinti by Bad Bunny. Number eight, Still Hanging Around, <laughs> Dangerous the Double Album by Morgan Wallen. <laughs> number nine, and now it's been on the charts for over two years. Uh, number nine, American Heartbreak by Zach Bryan. And number 10, It's Only Me by Lil Baby. And lastly, at the Artist 100, number one this week is Taylor Swift. Um, think Ticketmaster has anything to do with it? I'm <laughs> sure it does. <laughs> number two is SZA. Number three, Miley Cyrus. Number four, Morgan Wallen. Number five, The Weeknd. Number six, Drake. Number seven, who was unranked last week, is Hardy. Number eight, Harry Styles. Number nine, Luke Combs. And number 10, 21 Savage. So that will conclude the uh, charts. Um, well, Ben, it's the your earworm. So uh, tell us about that. Um, all right. So um, this this song kind of got pushed to me. I've been watching um, reruns of Burn Notice, and it's on Hulu, and it's like a throwback. They're advertising a song via a commercial, which used to happen all the time, but doesn't as much. Um, I found out that this girl is the, is the sister of one of the girls from Dance um, Dance Dance Moms, I think it's the name of the show. Interesting. Yeah, she used to be on the show, too. Kendra recognized her. I had never heard of her, but her name is Kenzie. The name of the song is 100 Degrees. I hated it the first time I heard it. And then they just kept playing it, and I guess that's the point. They just played it every commercial break, and eventually it started. It wore me down. It happens. And I've been listening to it a lot, and I'm kind of ashamed, but <laughs> it is what it is. I'm honest about my earworms. I'm honest. <laughs> so we will continue this uh, speed run after we hear 100 Degrees by Kinsey. We'll be right back. I used to hate the summer and all that it brought. High expectations and Kenzie. Um, see what is this a single or as far as I know, it's a single. Yeah, a single right now. So you can find that on our BTT YST Earworms playlist. I like it on Spotify. Yeah, it, it's yeah. Like I said, it's not bad. It just I like her voice. They, they her voice is down. really pretty. 
they they wore me down. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, this is our year end awards. The be the becauseies. Um, and you see our background if you're watching on Facebook Live, and um, we give out awards. We have our own awards here, and um, we're gonna give our selections. Um, Ben, why don't you pick the first award? Okay, I'm gonna go with um, actually one that I really want to talk about. Well, I want to talk about them all, but I want to talk about the song of the year. Song of the year. Yeah. All right. So we start with our guest Aisha. What was your song of the year? Oh my gosh, that's a hard one because there was a few. I really do love the SOS song by SZA. Okay. It's one of my favorites. <clears throat> I also love Cuff It, not just because Oof. it was like, you know, the whole TikTok vibe, just because I think the song was well-written, and it's a fun song. Um, that so is. that's what I would say. Um, I'm a big, big Bad Bunny fan, so I'm trying to save the other categories for <laughs> just him <laughs> because this was one hell of a year for him. So, yeah. Okay. All right, so uh, cuff it, cuff it. Okay. All right, Ben. What was your song of the year? There were many, like Aisha said. Uh-huh. Um, but I, ch- I wanted to talk about this one just because of how it was made, and that's "Light Switch" by Charlie Puth. Mm. <laughs> you're, so you're Man, laughing you know because you know how it was made. Yeah. So essentially, it was made via, it was made via a series of TikTok videos in which he goes, "What if you did this?" And he would make a sound, and then he would go in and, and put it in the mix Mm -hmm. and then what if the guitar did this and and then he would do this and eventually over a few months he had a song released in the first half of the year like he kept teasing it for like for like what three four months almost like he just kept teasing on his tiktok channel finally releases the song after people are literally begging him in the comments release the song release the song release the song there were people out there who had pieced together the videos and made their own mix. That's how bad people wanted this song. <laughs> and then it finally came out. He gets a ton of streams. It's actually a really good song, a funny video. And I just think it's one of the most unique ways to write, market, and release a song I've seen probably ever. Nice. Like there was just this fervor built up. Like for just, you just heard him, like he literally just flipped a light switch. Mm-hmm. He was like, oh, I'm going to put that in the song. And then called it light switch. Nice. <laughs> like, it was great. I love it. Um, my <clears throat> my song of the year is uh, one that Ben has said that he doesn't like. Oh, boy. <laughs> and that is uh, Bad Habit by Steve Lacey. Oh. I was hoping love. it was a song maybe I'd change my mind on. I have not changed my mind on that. <laughs> oh, my God. I love it, that song. It did, it did not wear Ben down. Uh, um, no, it did not. <laughs> He's a fantastic artist. Um, he will be at um, uh, there's some like series concert series uh, coming up in April. I know he's th- going to be there, and Turo Imwa is oh, uh, is opening for him. This is okay. going to be here. Yeah, hmm. I need yeah. to find out about that. Um, My daughter's a big fan. If I can find the, I saw it on Instagram. If I find the post, I'll, I'll send it to you. Please. Um, but I think with like this song, I like that the song like kind of came out of nowhere. I mean, no one really like looked at Steve Lacey as that kind of artist that could write a pop song, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, 
for him to come from that uh, from that indie arena as far as being a black artist doing something that's not all R and B. It's not all rock either, but he's fine, like kind of a balance between the two. Amazing. Uh, I think that appealed to a lot of people. Yeah. Um, so it ended up being a, a number one song. It's nominated for Song of the Year at the Grammys. So um, that's the one that stuck out to me. Um, I'm happy for him. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I'm not a fan, but I'm happy for him. <laughs> All right. Uh, ben, why don't you pick the next category? Okay. Um, how about Late to the Party? Late to the Party. So the Late to the Party Award is an established artist that you just started listening to in the last year. <laughs> um, ben, who's your, who are you late to the party for? Um, okay. So they're established, but not anymore. Um, they're called Joy Drop. One of their songs was one of my earworms this year. I knew about them back in high school, but didn't really listen to them that much. A friend of mine suggested them back then. So somehow, some way, they came back into my lexicon this year. And um, they actually had like maybe three or four songs in my top, my end of year Spotify wrapped. Um, the first one called Sometimes Want to Die. I do not want to die. I just like the song. <laughs> but um, And don't type that in TikTok because they TikTok don't like that. <laughs> They're like, do you need help? <laughs> but um obsessed with this band. They're like a Canadian post grunge rock band, black drummer, which I didn't know, but yeah, they're 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 really good. They're good. Every now and I think the the singer now like broadcasts hockey or something like that. Oh sweet. Or talks about hockey. They're Canadian, so you know. That's cool. That's what they like up there. Yeah. <laughs> they like hockey. <laughs> oh yeah. Hockey and syrup, right? That's <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's all they like. And and uh, uh, what's it? Poutine. Oh yeah, yeah poutine. Yeah. So gross. Oh no. <laughs> you guys, I do not like that type of stuff. <laughs> I'm just saying. Um. So the uh, well, I'll go to Aisha. Was there a, an artist that you were late to the party to in the past year? Well, I listened to a lot of music, so there wasn't really anybody that I would say I was late to. Um, hmm. There is an artist that I really thought that was going to actually blow me away this year, but they really didn't do a great job. <clears throat> Let me think. Nigo? 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 Not familiar. Yeah, I don't think he, I'm familiar. So Nigo is, he's not really an artist. He's actually a designer. He worked with Pharrell a long, long time ago. He's from Japan. Um, but he puts together rap albums. So he put together a really, a really actually a really good rap album this year. I was really surprised. But I hadn't heard about his other works, like, before. Oh, he has a... Um an album called I Know Nigo. Yeah. This is the uh, one that's out now. And it's like ASAP yeah. Rocky's on it. There's Ooh. like a lot of Pusha T. Pusha T's Rob, on it. Um, Uzi Vert's on it. I respect these artists. Um, Tyler's on it. Pharrell, of course. But he's worked like really closely with Pharrell. So that's how he's kind of gotten his whole vibe and feel here in the United States. Hmm. But I didn't know he did all this stuff before. Hmm. So it was interesting to see his career and what it's come to now. So that's what I would say. 
dope. Okay. Um, the artist that I was I was late to. Um, I mean, I know a couple of songs, but not really gotten to our catalog. Was Fiona Apple? What? That's my favorite. Singer. That's an interesting. Um, Wait, she's not someone I think about a lot. Actually. Her, <laughs> what? Okay, what did you say? You never got into. Her I music? never really got into her catalog. I mean, oh I've heard a couple gosh. of songs. But I never really got into her catalog. Hmm. Um, she's fantastic. The closest that I got was, um, back when Donald Glover as Childish Gambino, he had a, a DJ name while he was at NYU called mm-hmm. MC DJ, mm-hmm. and he made a mixtape of Fiona Apple remixes. Ooh. Oh, wow. Okay. Fire. And I never went to listen to the original versions of any of those songs <laughs> until mm-hmm. recently. Um, so mostly I've listened to um, the album's title and uh, When the Pond. Oh, yeah. the, the, the fun yeah. drops in yeah. the water and this stuff happens. I yeah. can remember the, that was like one of the first albums I've ever like went to go purchase. Oh, for real? Yes. Nice. I'm like a big, big Fiona Apple fan. So, yeah, I, I was uh, late to that one. Um, I'm still working my way to like listening to Tidal, uh, which uh, it, that has Criminal. Oh, super heavy. The Sully First Girl. Taste, Shadow Boxer, Sleep to Dream. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's really good. Okay. Um, but yeah, I didn't get into it until. We'll listen to some more Fiona Apple then. Yeah, it's so good. That's awesome. All right. So, um, Ben, next category. Um, another one I want to talk about the WTF moment of the year. Even though mine's not quite WTF, but it's something that made me go WTF. So, Aisha, was was there a WTF moment for you? Oh God. In music, <sighs> you know, I personally, I don't understand the like esteem of um, people really loving um, seeing people fall and stuff like that. So I, I don't, I don't like that. There was an artist that fell mm. recently that I seen on stage, and I was just like, oh my god! But it was a rapper, and I forgot the person's name. <sighs> was it Post Malone? He fell. A oh, times. he did fall. Was that, he hurt, was that he hurt himself? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think it hurt, was him. He worked like a rib or something. Yeah. <laughs> He's a Caucasian gentleman, right? Yes. Okay. He got yes. hurt really bad. <clears throat> Face yes. Yeah. So I was just like, oh my god, like that's like what the fuck, you know? Like I just hate to see an artist that's trying to go out there and perform or what have you, and then that happens to them. That like. And it gets repeatedly played on social media. It's viral. Over and over. So you again. don't live that down. Yeah. So that's that would be my what the fuck moment. <laughs> ben. Um, so similar to the TikTok video in 2021 with the, uh, with the, um, song by Stevie Nicks, Fleetwood Mac, Dreams, Dreams. song from the seventies gets big again. Um, Kate Bush had a moment this year. I had that on one of my finalists. (laughs) Kate Bush had a moment this year because of Stranger Things, um, a completely independent artist from the eighties when it wasn't really being done like that. Yeah. Um, Running Up That Hill is like the main theme song for yeah. the season. <laughs> and like it shoots, it shot the number one for some weeks. Yeah. It, was, and it hung around the top five for a couple did. months. Yeah. For a long time. Um, everywhere on TikTok. She made millions off of this because she owns everything related yeah. to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and conversely, another band who I guess they're not establishment, but they're signed Metallica. 
having a moment because of Stranger Things because of oh one of the characters plays the song yeah and he plays the song I think it was Shadow Puppets it's Master of Puppets Master of Puppets nice has a has a resurgence um, and I like the fact that Metallica leaned into it Mm -hmm. like they had videos on their page playing the song like Stranger Things gear on like they really leaned into it so that was kind of my like is you know. If you can, if you can figure out how to like get your songs out there, market it, and really lean into it, mm-hmm. you can make something. You know, shout out Kate Bush, man. That was yeah, she's phenomenal. Yeah, in- incredible timing. Oh for, yeah, for that. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I had a couple of a couple of them. Uh, went through real quick. One, everything Kanye did or said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> I was saying I was literally saying that every time Kanye popped up, yeah. Um, <laughs> the slap. Oh man! Even Heard though the world. it was for it was a film event. That's how I was about he's to a say. rapper. Yeah. He's a rapper. Yeah. That's true. Will Smith. <laughs> and um, the the verses with. Ray J no! and Mario no! and Omarion <laughs> and Bobby V. What was the song? The non singing. <laughs> Such a bad. Oh God, Jeremiah was probably he was the, the worst. most embarrassing. Was he was the, the worst. best thing to watch over and over <clears throat> because again. he hit a bad note and then just went to another song. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was perfect. Um, we need to give a shout out to one of our previous guests, uh, Melinda, because she manages the the super group oh, RSVP. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, with Bobby, she was Bobby V's manager, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that was. <laughs> there were so many memes and jokes oh, from yeah. that show, so it was just hilarious. <laughs> um, okay. Well, Ben, I, I go to you again for our next category. Uh, let's go with discovery of the year. Discovery of the year. Uh, all right, Ben, you go first. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so one of my top songs from this year was a from a band called Fickle Friends. Um, I think it's called The Best. I don't know. The line is just, she goes, when I said I was the fucking best. It's a great song in general, but I love this band. Um, there's like two or three other songs by them that I really, really like. Um, I'm just, last year in general, just the last couple of years have been really big for me in, in discovering just indie pop in the alt pop in general. Cause I think last year, my somewhere I mentioned in there, um, the band sister wives mm. or, or was it Mr. S- yeah, sister. Yeah. I can't remember now. Mr. Sister. sister I don't know. But in any case, they, they had some really great songs. I'm loving these female led indie alt pop bands. Fickle friends is my new obsession in terms of that style of music as of right now. Oh, nice. Yeah. I have to take a look. Is it, is it like folk? No, it's like, um, kind of like Heim. I would oh, describe sick. it. Yeah, yeah, that type really? of that style, yeah. I'm I'm into that. I love Heim. Yeah, Heim's good. Yeah. All right, Aisha, who did you discover this year? Oh. So, I did discover a few people. Um, one of which I will say was a classical musician and Ooh. one of which was Bossa Nova. Nice. Um, but the main one, honestly, you guys, I was in a record store one time and I was hearing something playing and I was like what is that playing I've listened to Animal Collective 
several years, but there was just one song, and I was just like, oh, my God. Like, it reintroduced me back into their um, discography. Mm. So I would have to say rediscovering Animal <laughs> Collective was a good situation for me. All right. And the artist I discovered this year, um, she was on a lot of songs, so she's kind of one of my fives for one of our other categories, is Thames. Oh, I mm. love her. Um, I believe she was the reason why the song Wait For You by Future was hmm. high up on the yeah. chart. It was because of her not, I don't think it has anything really to do with Future, <laughs> even though it was on his album. Um, and I think she was on one of Drake's songs too, from mm -hmm. Certified Lover Boy, I believe. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I and mean, getting into her and the stuff that, and to her own, uh, material and now she's an Academy Award nominee. Uh, she's had a huge year. Yeah, she's amazing. Mm -hmm. I love Tim's. All right, uh, we got a couple more left. Ben, next category. All right, I'm trying to save. Mm, we'll we'll go to this one because I I can never think of one for this one. Songmaker of the year. I can never think of anyone for this one. So songmaker of the year is anyone who made good songs and they were also featured on good songs. Um, so for this, this I'll go first on this one. My song maker of the year was 21 Savage. Okay. That's uh, a good one. For um, stuff he did with Drake, uh, the stuff he did with Metro Boomin, like he, he was featured on a lot of stuff this year. I mean, he, I think he's one of those go-to rappers right now. Um, I don't think he's exactly crossed over to the the pop side yet. Because mm -hmm. I, I guess they're not sure what to do with him. Mm -hmm. <laughs> if you're it's interesting, too, because he's still really popular. Yeah. But he hasn't had to go stuff. poppy yet. That's, that's, mm -hmm. uh, I can dig that. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's who I got. Okay. Aisha, did you uh, have one? I think that I'm going to go with, um, you said 21, because he did have some hits with everybody. It's a, it's a tough call. I would say Tim's because she <clears throat> had some really good hits with people. Yeah, that she was my the, the, the other kid, my other possibility. She had some really good. Kids. Yeah, she had some really good hits. Um, but as far as features too, yeah, it would have to be her because I loved everything she did with everybody and her own album too. I love as well. So yeah, Tim's. Yeah, I'm I'm tempted to say that. I I had a couple of people so initially I was think I was going to say Doja Cat cuz I like the stuff that she did and a couple and I, she didn't do a ton this year. But she did she definitely had a bigger year in 2020 and 2021. Mm -hmm. Yeah, cuz she's still She's still riding off of Planet album. Her. Yeah, yeah, she's still riding <laughs> off of that album. Yeah, she's still rocking. Um but the song she did for the Elvis movie um what else did she have this year? Uh, where did it go? I had it up here. So the song she did, Vegas, uh, Freaky Deaky. I know like a woman came out at the end of the year, but like it still was really big yeah. in 2022. So it was between her and, and The Weeknd, really, for mm -hmm. me. I, I feel like you could go with either one of them. I can see why you say The Weeknd. Yeah. The Weeknd's always good for a feature as well. Mm -hmm. All right. All right, Ben, what's our, <clears throat> do 
we have one left? We have one left. We have one category left. Our artist of the year. Artist of the year. Aisha, I know who you're going to say. Hands down, Bad Bunny. (laughs) (laughs) Puerto Rico, stand up. I love, love, love Bad Bunny. I think he's an amazing artist, and he deserves all the flowers he's getting right now. He's fantastic. Yeah, he's having a moment. Yeah, and it's and and it's justifiable because the way he's able to make music and translate to everybody a- around the world, and this is only Spanish music that he's making. I mean, it's he's amazing, hands down, one of the best artists right now. Let's see if I can find the the text here. Okay, so this was from last summer. Um, I'm in a group chat, and this was during. This is either during the baseball all-star game or like the home run derby or something. Mm-hmm. And yeah, this was during the home run derby at the all-star game last year. And um, someone asked, who the hell is Bad Bunny? <laughs> but now they know who he is. <laughs> and, uh, and he's everywhere. Yeah. Well, someone said like a Cuban pop star. No, he's Puerto Rican. He's Here we Puerto go. Uh, and then I, they're going to always mess us up. They're always going to just like <laughs> put us in a whole bunch of different cultures. So I just say, uh, yeah, Bad Bunny is one of the biggest musical acts in the world. Oh, yeah. absolutely. By far. Yeah. <laughs> he's so, phenomenal. Yeah. He has crossed mm-hmm. over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, his songs are in Spanish. So if you don't catch on, then you just don't. And but, even if they are, the people still love it. But they're him. still they're still popular. Mm-hmm. Like his his album is nominated for album of the year. It should be. And and it should win. That's how good it is. <laughs> I'm telling See, you. There you go. <laughs> he he performed you guys at um, Truist. Oh really? Yeah. I didn't know that. This past summer, and it was phenomenal. So, phenomenal. Yeah, he was. Uh, yeah, he performed at the. Um, yeah, at the, that was during the. During, that was during the All Star game. Uh, the baseball all star game. So yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, Ben. Who's your artist of the year? Ooh, whoa. Um, my artist of the year is Willow Smith. Oh yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. She is. I know. I don't know if I want to call the contemporaries or not, but um, Plastic Hearts was one of my favorite albums mm-hmm. of 2021, and I think Willow Smith is in the vein of of something like that. Really, just having. A music where it like maybe you categorize it wholly as like okay this is rock or pop rock, but it's genre bends. She's kind of picking up. Um, she's maybe you could even say she's picking up where Fifi Dobson left off, mm. who I think is someone who just does not get enough credit mm-hmm. because you know she was a TRL darling and she had some hits, but like you know kind of faded a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Willow Smith is kind of picking that up, like the black girl that. You know, we'll go anywhere. I'll do a pop song. I'll do a rock song. She literally had Travis Barker, the drummer of a generation, on on one of her songs and understood the importance of an artist like that. Mm -hmm. Like, it wasn't like, oh, who is Travis Barker? Like, it was like, Travis Barker, mother. Like, it was like, (laughs) she understood who he was. And so then putting out the album that she put out, um, Coping Mechanism, last year, really good song, uh, really good album, um, Curious Furious was almost my song of the year because I, I just love, love, love that song. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just, I really like what she's putting out. Um, I really have to give it, I know, you know, people say whatever they want about her mother, but I have to believe that it was Jada 
who got her who opened up her mind to music. Well, Jada had rock band too. So yeah, she, she heard that stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. so that I can only I can only think that like you know growing up in a family, your dad's a rapper, your mom's a rocker. Not saying that Will Smith has um, what did Chris Ross say? Negro ears. I just mm-hmm. believe that Jada probably really <laughs> from the movie. What was that? Uh, I think I, I think love I my life. No, no, no. Kerry Washington said that. My yeah, she, yeah, her character said it. Yeah. yeah, but Jada just seems like she just is all over the place in terms of music style. You And you just know that Willow heard that and that influenced her, and you can hear it in her music. Hell, she was on stage playing Deftones. <laughs> like, you know, kids her age, especially black kids her age, what do they know about Deftones? Yeah. You know? And it wasn't even, like, off of White Pony. It was my own summer. Like, come on! <laughs> it was awesome! Yeah. It was awesome. Go Willow. I love Willow, too. All right. So my artist of the year, um, it's kind of for the wrong reasons. Oh, boy. Because I, I kind of took the approach of how time does their person of the year, whether <laughs> yep. they're I know who it is. did something good or not. Hey, God, I think I know who it is. Who is it? It's Drake. Oh, God, I thought it was going to be someone else. Okay. CLB? I can get down with that. Certified you, you little boy? Say Taylor Swift? No, Kanye. Oh, <laughs> he didn't put out anything. Yeah, still though he was out. He was, but that's crazy. You know, so but you, no, Drake why do you is. Say Drake. He put out two albums, and no matter what he puts out, it's going to get a reaction. Mm-hmm. Uh, when he put out, honestly, never mind his house music album. Uh, Shoot, I forgot about that. Yeah, that? that was last year. Both, oh, honestly, girl, never mind. And her loss came out in the same year. Oh, man, I forgot he did that. So he put that out, and it's the one that doesn't sound like house music is the one that's the that's the hit song. Mm-hmm. The Jimmy Choo. The, the, and he mm-hmm. did that song with 21 Savage. Mm-hmm. So he puts out that album, and it was a um, very interesting reaction from uh, his fans <laughs> uh, because of how it sounds. And this came out like right after Renaissance, with you know Beyonce doing her her house music thing. Yeah, um, I think so we thought house was the same moment. It, just, mm-hmm. it, it, did. it didn't. Yeah. It did not. It did not. <laughs> it was over real fast. <laughs> it came and it left. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So basically, what he puts out that and has this polarizing reaction, and then he puts out her loss, which he dropped out of the sky, mm-hmm. and. Um, there were so there were extreme reactions to those. Like it was like, oh, this is the best he's ever done, and the others are like, this is terrible. What is he doing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it kind of still lends to my take. I don't know if Ben agreed with me on this. That Drake has no identity as an oh, artist. Oh no, yeah, d- definitely, I agree. He does not. He still has no identity as an artist. He does he have an identity as a person too? I'm not sure. <laughs> These are questions because it, that you, we don't you, know. You hear it in his music to where he sounds like different people. Yeah. He sounds like different people. He like wants he wants to be Jamaican one time. He might want to be That's views. He okay. thought he was Jamaican. <laughs> he's been from Jamaica. He's, he's been, been from, from Texas. Africa. He's been from Houston. He's, he's been Afro from Beats. Memphis. He's been from Atlanta. <laughs> he's been from Atlanta. Yeah. He's from Vancouver. Been from New York. Technically he's you could say Miami. he's been from London. Yeah, Technically, he, likes, yeah, that he loves the drill rap from London. He could, yeah, he's all over. The you know, Brit, the Brit, the British London yeah. vibes. I, for one, would love to hear K-pop or K R and B. Drake, you know what? <laughs> Let's make that happen. That would be interesting. 
I wouldn't be opposed to it. There's not many other places he can really kind of go. Yeah. Unless he's going to be like, you know, he's going to go retro and be Sunset Strip Drake. Mm. Mm. And like sample Panama or something. I don't, okay. <laughs> like, I don't know. But like, I'm just trying to think what he can do. Like he's, but yeah, he's been everywhere. Yeah. Literally. And, and I, Around the it's, world. It's more pronounced with him in, compare to, in comparison to someone like Bruno Mars. Yeah. Yeah. To where I feel like there's a, it, it may seem more sincere or genuine with Bruno Mars doing different things. Yeah, and because, Bruno Mars is like the world. Like he's a mixed yeah, guy mm-hmm. from he's different cultures. Racially ambiguous. Absolutely. <laughs> Pete, right? That's his name? Pete. Peter Nandez Pete. or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Not Pete. <laughs> <laughs> but Pete and Aubrey. <laughs> but I think with Drake, it's just you could say like he may say like he's like experimenting with things, but as far as in in hip hop, that's it's hard to get away with that for too long. Mm-hmm. The where he's just he's just doing mm-hmm. stuff now, but at, and I think someone described him as he's someone who is of the moment, um, you know, following trends, yeah, rather than like kind of forging his own musical path. It's funny. It's, it's that description almost sounds like um, reminds me of how. Will Smith forged out his acting career. <laughs> Basically just like doing research on what are the most popular movies, what sells the best, let's make that. That makes sense. Yeah. That's why he made Wild Wild West. Ooh. And that's why it took this long for him to make <laughs> a slave movie, which seems like a rite of passage for every black actor. <laughs> and now he's done it 30 years later. Oh, God. <laughs> Maybe it's like it took but, okay. him like a long time. So to get now, now he's done. But to his defense, the movie is great, y'all. Oh, is it? It is phenomenal. I haven't, I haven't seen it. I don't even. I was very opposed to watching it because I don't like slave movies. That's I why. Do not I, like that's why I primarily movies. don't want to watch. I it. do not like them. But his acting is impeccable. Well, I mean, this kind of goes back to when I was in high school, and I was in French class with a bunch of theater kids, and someone asked this one. It was a young black lady. Um, or I guess she was not a lady then, she was a girl. But in any case, um, who's your favorite actor? Mm-hmm. She said, Will Smith. And they all laughed at her. And of course, I mean, I can understand this was back in like 99, mm. 2000. Okay. So he hadn't really made anything other than, what, what was it, um, Six Degrees of Separation? We didn't have uh, Ali Independence yet. Day. Yeah. Bad Boys. <laughs> so like, but now it's just like, he, he made Ali and everyone's like, oh, maybe this dude can act. Like, mm-hmm. next thing you know, he's, you know. Not is only was he like, you know, one of the biggest stars in the world. Now he's like, you know, oh, he's a serious actor. So mm-hmm. I just to see his, you know, it's like he did the opposite of Tom Cruise. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like yeah. people are like, oh, man, Tom Cruise is a great actor. And now he's doing stunts that could get himself killed. It's just like the, a complete one. He's hanging onto a plane <laughs> as it takes off. I'm telling he's you, like man. He's 70. He's like the American that? Jackie Chan. He's almost 60. With almost a death 60. wish, though. He's really old. It's like he wants to, like he wants to Lieutenant Dan himself in these movies, man. Like he's just, he's speaking of, spe- real quick. Speaking of Jackie Chan, I'm not Lieutenant Dan himself. <laughs> like he's out there, like after dying the movie, like he's, it's so crazy. Speaking of uh, Jackie Chan, I saw a, um, it was like his first, I guess, American movie, Rumble in the Bronx. Oh, whenever that great came. movie, yeah, it's yeah. a good one. So of course we know Jackie Chan does all his own stunts. Mm-hmm. He, um, he, I think he broke his foot. Yep. And he wore a rubber shoe over the cast to keep going. to keep going. 
Yeah. Did we they, they put some that. they I don't oh I don't know exactly God. what scenes. It was but... the scene at the end of the movie where he's they've got the car that they are the big thing they somehow turn into a hovercraft that's going on the street. He jumps off a bridge onto it. That's where he broke his foot. So they just wrapped it up in this really if you look at it closely, you'd be like, that's not a shoe. Like they just <laughs> like put a shoe type thing over it, wrapped it up really good, and he said, Keep it going. Jackie said, keep it going, man. There is no way. Jackie Chan is... is there is no and way. I, I also read that uh, the movie Everything Everywhere All at Once, mm-hmm. Michelle Yeoh's character was originally written for him. For Jackie Chan? Interesting. Originally for Jackie Chan. Well, there's right there, definitely some... She's amazing. Um, Michelle there's definitely. You sure it wasn't for Ki Young Hung or whatever? He's in it. Well, I'm saying it wasn't written for him? No, it was... For a, Jackie Chan? The, the, her role, it was originally a male character. Oh, okay, okay. Because the fighting style is very reminiscent of Jackie Chan movies. Mm-hmm. Or so. a Jet Li. Or Jet Li. You know? I love it, though. You got you got to watch it, dude. It's so good. It's really good. It is so good. It is one of the best movies of the year. I didn't think... I, I was like, what is this? It looks weird. It took me a second to understand what was going on, but once I did... It was Amazing. the best representation of the multiverse I've seen in modern mm-hmm. movies. Yeah. Yeah, I seen that and Doctor Strange in the same week, and I was like, my mind is blown. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and Black Panther drops tomorrow. Wakanda Forever. I'm so excited. I haven't watched it yet. Yeah. yeah I went to the one. movie theater. Come on, come and on, then Greg. The sound <laughs> stops in the middle of the movie, and they have to refund everybody's money. Yikes. And Black Panther. I'm like, at least they gave you back their money. I had a friend that happened in Endgame. At the no, yeah, no, was it no? It was um freaking um Infinity War when Spider Man's about to the sound just cuts out. No, yeah, like one of the most emotional parts of the movie, and they're just reading lips. That would have been devastating. <laughs> and then it like a couple minutes later it comes back on, and you, not even as much as an apology. <laughs> what? <laughs> this is Hiram though, man. This is what happens. Greg, you gotta come over, dude. Come to the. I got a huge TV in my basement. We can watch it. We can watch both. Oh, nice. I won't even charge you. They get a guy night. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm going to let you watch it for free in my basement. <laughs> Just saying. I'll give it I a love chance. It. I, I haven't seen a lot of new movies. I guess that's yeah, the thing. Yeah, you need to. You Same need here. To check Same them here. out. I don't. I don't. I don't what about know. Avatar, you guys? Have you seen Avatar? Not the newest one, no. I, I saw the first one. one. I want to see the first one. I saw the first one in the theaters in 3D. Gave me a headache because of the glasses, but it was a visual experience. It's it was really very is. cool. It's very cool. So uh, that will conclude it for our Because He's Awards that will this cuff year. He said that'll cuff it. We'll get to my uh, earworm of the week. Um, wait, I didn't want this one. So I've been listening to um, uh, like that. I've been listening to <clears throat> Acid Jazz a lot, but I've gotten back to. Um, I had a playlist called the pop rocks and it was all these pop rock ish songs. Probably half of them been introduced me to while we were at West Georgia. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, let's see if you can find it. This is a band we have talked about a few times before. I don't know if there's enough information to do an episode about their album. Uh, but it's a band called Splendor. Oh, God, I'll find the information. <laughs> oh, uh, God, that's a lottery. If I won the lottery, I'd pay them to get back together. I follow the <laughs> singer. He's a he's a film director now. Oh, cool. Yeah. Oh, God, this band. So Splendor, oh. one of the oh man, one of the few rock bands uh, in our young days. 
that had a black lead singer. Nice. Shout out to Chris. I know if and I don't know if he listens, but he. I'm sure the lead singer's <laughs> look is why Ben wanted blonde dreadlocks. <laughs> One of the reasons. <laughs> <laughs> we had this conversation the last time. Oh, God. <laughs> He's like, I really want blonde dreads. <laughs> Wayman Boone, man. Wayman Boone. <laughs> so uh, the song that, that's on my list that I, I really like is, is Yeah, Whatever. It's a good one. Uh, so it's from their album, Halfway Down the Sky, Yeah, Whatever by Splendor, and we'll be right back. Earworms of the Week playlist on Spotify right now. Um, so yeah, this was this was a this is a playlist I made like two years ago. Um, Share that one with me. I bet I'll sick. like a lot of yeah, it. Yeah, I like that too. Um, so yeah, I'll uh, dude, we 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 could totally do an episode on that show. I'll call on, Chris. On the album. Yeah, because I was saying like, could we do one about Splendor? Or could we do one about uh, Brand New Immortals? Now, there's nothing out there about them. <laughs> like, the Brand New Immortals, yeah, that that band is the, the reason I kept doing rock music. They uh, also had a black lead singer, and he was he still is phenomenal. Wow. Yeah. And he is David the reason Ryan I Harris. kept doing it. Because I was like, you just have to produce it right. Like, his voice is, yeah. Out of this world. Is literally out of this world. Oh, wow. Um, so that'll bring us to the end of this episode. Uh, it'll bring us back on the screen. Hi. Um, <laughs> uh, Aisha, tell the people about your podcast that we recorded five minutes ago. <laughs> no. So I have a podcast that is engineered and produced by Greg. Super producer Greg. Yes. Amazing, amazing, amazing producer. Um, it's the Botanica podcast. We are on all um, podcast platforms. So you can check us out anywhere you get your podcast. And it's a fun, informative podcast. We have guests on there sometimes that are talking about health and wellness. We also talk about sex and love. We also are just silly and talk about celebrity gossip, too. So just check us out. It was a very lengthy Real Housewives conversation. Came out of nowhere. (laughs) Sorry, Andy Cohen. Came out of nowhere. But we definitely had a good time talking about all that stuff. So check us out if you want to listen to something fun and informative. 
the Botanica Pipeline. All right. Um, so we're at the end. What should we end this episode with? Uh, well, the biggest song of the year was As It Was by Harry Styles from Harry's House. Oh. That was the biggest song of the year, according to the Billboard um, end of year charts. So that would be my suggestion. Let's hear it. I've also been hearing the uh, the prep version of it on TikTok a lot. This is the cover? Yeah. Yeah. The prep cover? I've got to play another version of it uh, for you. Someone did like a Yacht Rockish version of it. Hmm. Very good. Beautiful chord changes. Beautiful chord structure. Ooh. If that means anything to anyone. Yeah, it does. Yeah. It makes a big difference mm-hmm. in a song. Okay. So we're going to end the show with that. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for listening, and we'll talk to you very, very soon. Peace. Peace. Peace.